Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Yoder's Farm. I'm Eldon and Lowell is here with me again today. We're going to talk over the last couple of weeks and what's going on here at the farm. Welcome to the podcast, Lowell. Thanks, Eldon. It's uh, really good to be here. Be here in the secret bunker again. There you go, making it all weird again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I'm supposed to do different. I've tried four different things and you laughed at me every time. Just do it like normal. Well, I don't know what normal is anymore. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Yoder's Farm. I'm Eldon, and I'm joined today, like normal, by my brother Lowell. And we're going to talk about what's been going on here at the farm the last couple of weeks and some other things, maybe. So, (laughs) Lowell, take it away. I think you had some ideas. Yeah, well, I guess we should talk about our... uh, obligatory uh, weather give our obligatory weather report uh it's been chilly the last while uh seems like we moved kind of directly from late fall into almost almost winter uh like temperatures anyway so it's um it was okay i don't think it did any harm but it's obvious the the growing season has come to an end there were heavy frosts and uh, well below freezing temperatures and uh, so yeah I guess it's it's still technically late fall but we're kind of into into winter mode yeah already uh, that means lots of firewood I keep our boilers boiling uh, to keep our greenhouses heated and and warm uh, where we have tomatoes and uh, obviously the growing season outside like I said has is done pretty much. Um, we had, before I was away for a week or so, and before I left, uh, which had been the very end of October or the first of September, I mean, November, uh, we pulled some row covers on some of the strawberries. Um, these are just the couple of the varieties that are a little more cold sensitive, but actually the primary reason we pulled the covers on was to get the to prevent the deer from uh eating Mowing the berries. them off yes yeah so if you pull a row cover on they can't get down through the row cover and it's a very effective way uh to stop the deer from eating the berries so yeah. at least as a short-term measure till we figure out something else or their feeding patterns change or uh anyway they switch food sources so yeah yeah uh, that's what we did, but I was glad uh, while we were away, we had some frigid temperatures and um, was glad to have those covers on to, yeah. to help us out. That's kind bit. of at the bottom end of the patch where uh, it's a little lower. Maybe temps can get yeah, a little cooler Yeah, it's quicker. just primarily those those varieties are a little more sensitive to cold, so I was hoping for an opportunity to... to Cause them to grow a little bit more this fall yet, but then uh, actually pulled a bunch of the covers off. Now the temperatures have moderated a little bit. Uh, they're more just seasonal temperatures, and we'll go on and get some some frost on those plants and and harden them off and get them prepared for winter. Now that we had an additional couple weeks of yeah. of growing, sounds normal, I guess. I guess the middle of November. That's kind of how it goes. Yeah, so uh, other than that, 
um, yeah, like I said, tomatoes are growing. We're picking some tomatoes already, so that's a good thing. Uh, running into a few challenges with our with our one uh, greenhouse, especially uh, with our greenhouse trust tomatoes. Uh, so one of the things I thought we could talk about um, they they just aren't growing like they should. Seems to be maybe a fertilizer issue. Hmm. Uh, so today we took a leaf sample. We don't take leaf samples as frequently in the uh, greenhouse tomatoes as we do say in the spring with strawberries i think we talked about that i think we did yeah but if uh, the plants aren't looking normal and if they seem to have some problems then uh, it's a good place to start yeah so that's we did that took oh say a dozen 15 leaves off just from separate plants throughout the yeah kind of a sample selection throughout the house and sent those off and we'll get a an analysis back on, um, you know, testing the the uh, range nutrient ranges in those leaves, and then mm-hmm. from that, hopefully, we'll be able to figure out if it's something that we're feeding them that they don't like, or if it's just sometimes you get a lot of tomatoes on a tomato plant, and it kind of stresses the plants, or, sure. or maybe a combination of all of those. Or so, it might just be the moon phase. No, that's probably prob- not the case. No, probably not. <laughs> Occasionally, yeah. periods of long periods of dark, cloudy weather can affect tomatoes, uh, especially in the winter time, because yeah. we're dealing with short, shorter days, shorter and shorter days. Um, but we're still kind of early winter, and we haven't had a lot of really cloudy weather. So anyway, that's one of the things we did today was uh, send off, send that off. So that'll be interesting. Good to know y'all were busy while I was at work today. Yeah, <laughs> and a uh, way that you can. I guess use science and yeah, it's a good farming. tool. Good tool for knowing. The, where you're uh, at. Another thing we did was I have a few uh, strawberry plants, especially in this one small field. Actually, the field we just talked about, where I have row covers. Um, I'm seeing. I've been seeing for the last number of weeks or a month or so, have few plants, especially on the ends of the rows that that were dying, and. Um, Usually, you don't really have to worry about disease at this time of the year, Mm -hmm. but this was something that had happened earlier in the fall, and so I want to figure out exactly what it is. I have an idea what it is. I think it's a fairly common uh, strawberry disease that we deal with most every fall, at least in a a smattering of plants, but uh, so anyway, have a few few plants, very small portion, but noticed a few problems, so I Picked out the problem plants and um, went over and uh, talked to my county agent about that. And he, the county agent, our county agent's nice guy, helpful guy. Uh, he's he's not as uh, in the loop on, on strawberry production. He does, you know, we're the only strawberry farm in the county, but he's uh, he's at least a good resource, and he can send these plants off to a plant diagnostic mm-hmm. uh, clinic up at Virginia Tech, and hopefully they'll got to figure out exactly what's going on they'll they'll test the plants and look at them and do all sorts of cool things with them and hopefully get back with me and tell me exactly what it is this will give me you know something to think about in the spring uh, maybe there's a treatment we can do or, mm-hmm. or at least something to keep in mind so if if it is what you're thinking it is it probably won't die off over the winter or whatever 
it would affect them next spring as well. Is that the case? It depends exactly what it is. Yeah, we'll okay. just have to see. But anyway, it's usually better to figure out what you're dealing with than just Instead blindly of, guessing or yeah. something. Anyway, so another example of you know using the tools at our disposal to to try to figure out a problem that mm-hmm. we're that we're dealing with. It's the age-old thing of trying to farm smarter instead of harder, I guess. Uh, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. And then while I was over there, I picked up a bunch of uh, soil sample boxes, and it's also the time of the year that we start thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are for our big, mainly our big crop fields. Okay. I'll probably I should take a few from the strawberry field as well. Um, so we'll take, you actually use a, a probe, which is hollow, and you dig it down into the dirt about eight or ten inches and get a core of soil Mm -hmm. and get a representative you know numerous samples throughout a field mix it up send it off in a little box and they give you an uh again up at tech there's a a lab and they give you a uh, report back on the nutrient levels in your soil and then we have a uh, we're planning to spread fertilizer and some soil amendments on our on our cropland uh, this winter, actually, over the next few few weeks, and this gives us a, a better more, idea of what you need to be right, adding. Yeah, more accurate idea of sure. of how much to go to spread. So, well, I should probably we're quite interested to take a couple samples from the corn maize field as well. Which you know, I guess we should mention that got it harvested. Did get harvested, and, sure uh, enough. It's currently up the silo in a silage form, which is mm-hmm. basically just a finely chopped. Yeah. Uh, animal feed it goes through just a bit of a fermentation process that helps it to to keep and uh yeah we're already starting to feed it to our to our cows so they they appreciate it and uh, so it's that's nice of them to appreciate a good way to (laughs) to you know yeah recycle i guess is a way well it's a multi-use for for, yeah uh uh, yeah served as a corn maze and now it's gonna keep our cows happy through the winter so but anyway i was starting to say the um so we're always quite concerned about having a good growth on our corn maize so one of the ways we can we can help that is by taking a soil sample out there and figuring out exactly where our nutrient levels are and we're gonna add a lot of fertilizer to it this winter and hopefully grow a really nice maize again next year sounds like a plan to me Speaking of maize, we're kind of uh, in the cleanup mode, I guess. we, The tent came down last week. Um, been putting stuff away. Always takes a couple of weeks to... Yeah, I guess it takes us a couple of weeks down. to get everything set up or half the season to get everything set up. Yeah. And try to take good care of everything, get it tucked back well, away. It's kind of when the, the season ends, we uh, it's uh, a weight off of our shoulders and it's... We don't tend to uh, push maybe as hard as we do for the last six weeks, but that's fine. That's just part of it. And a few of the leftover pumpkins have found their found new homes mm-hmm. uh, in. <laughs> well, that sounds kind of awkward, but anyway, as well as I say, a few uh, people who raise pigs come yeah. came by and uh, grabbed some of the leftover pumpkins, and they're yeah. planning to feed them. So. I guess that's a temporary new home for the pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Until they get eaten. 
over. Yeah, yeah, pretty much cleaned out of pumpkins by now. So very good. Time to start cleaning those fields up as well and get ready for another growing season. Always something to do. <laughs> well, it seems like uh, winter time. You know, if you, I don't know, it's a good time to plan and think about next year, and we'll probably talk about that some more over the next few uh, few months. But it's sure. if you make good use of this time when maybe not quite as much is actively happening uh, outside, it sure makes things run a whole lot better when uh, when you're really really busy in the spring and fall. Yeah. Yep, makes those six weeks, uh, well, basically you're investing now for those six to eight weeks for strawberries, I guess, so. Yeah, and uh, one final thing before we wrap up, the um, it's winter is a time for meetings, like uh, farm-type meetings, educational meetings, so mm-hmm. forth. Virginia Strawberry Association uh, puts on a, they call it a post-plant uh, strawberry field walk, and that is well they hold it a couple of places around the state but the closest one to me i'll be attending that on wednesday and it's just a nice opportunity there's some uh local extension experts uh there or not local actually more on a state level yeah so they'll be there and we'll look at someone's strawberry field up in uh, nelson county i believe on the uh Anyway, yeah, I'm not sure whose field. Actually, it's Carter Parr's field up in okay. Siemens Orchard. Very good. And uh, we'll look at strawberries and uh, visit with other growers and hopefully learn a few more things and uh, maybe any issues that are particularly uh, yeah, particularly of concern uh, this fall. Sure. So Sounds plan good. to do that Wednesday. Yeah, and there's usually another one or two in the early part of next year that yeah, but it's it's the the season for meetings. Yeah. I don't know. Wintertime, there's a pumpkin meeting and other meetings. So Speaking anyway. of which, we should probably have a uh, meeting amongst ourselves to talk about some things from the fall season and such like that. But probably so. As a staff. As, as a staff. staff. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. I'm ready for supper. Sounds good. I think there's a birthday party downstairs that we're supposed to head down and attend so thank you all for listening if you're interested in other episodes head over to yodersfarm.com forward slash podcast or just search for conversations with yoders farm in your favorite podcast app so thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks happy birthday to gary there you go